Hello and welcome to the Browns Blitz. Today is Tuesday, August 29th. This is episode number 213. I'm your host, Rod Bloom. Joining me today is my brother, Jeff. Hey, Jeff, how are things going? Going good, Rod. We had a lot to talk about tonight, huh? Busy week. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's been busy. Yeah. Pretty cool. Um, I mean, it's like cool. I mean, we, that we've gotten this far and that we're close to football and everything. So, yeah, we'll we'll talk about the ups and downs today. Um, we struggled. We struggled all off season. Now we we could probably do two shows with what we've got tonight. We could probably do two shows. Yeah, yeah we'll we'll see how long we go. Yeah. <laughs> well, my, my wife put, and daughter out, so I got all night. <laughs> oh well, that's good. That's yeah, good. That go. that. That's our guest, Jody Gibson. We're going to bring him in. You follow him at uh, JagVintage73. Jody uh, joining us from the northern border. Um, Jody, how are things going? It's it's great to talk to you. Yeah, it's great to to be back on with you guys. It's uh, it's been good. It's been, uh, I'm I'm glad football season's starting. Um, Unlike last year with all the craziness, it's it's exciting to... uh, going into the football season just talking about football this year i'm pretty excited about that yeah it's it's something different so <laughs> different for us in mm-hmm. cleveland it's it's been a long time i don't even know yeah, if no i can drama. yeah i don't i don't mm-hmm. know do you, get, do you guys remember uh, going into football season without drama no i mean seriously no, not at all <laughs> i mean not it's there's always been a coaching change or a quarterback change or New, you know, or something, or just um, just drama. I mean, like like you remember the Baker and o, OBJ years, and there's always something going on. It seems, and before that, it was you know, uh, Mister Mister Number Twelve. You know, I don't like to bring his name up because it leaves you know, leaves some bad bad impressions on me and my my over my fandom with the with the Browns every year. So excited for him, and then he do something and not be in the lineup, right? So. Yeah, it's nice yeah. to have a, a carefree summer, I guess you could call it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So um, yeah, we're we're getting close to throwing out the S word, Rod. <laughs> the S Stabil- word. Stability. Yeah. Stability. Yeah. That's a, yeah I thought I, you were I, going bigger than that, Jeff, and I was like, hold on here, let's, let's not go crazy. <laughs> oh no, plenty, plenty of other people are gonna throw out that. Oh yeah, right. we'll let them do that. But just jump yeah. on Twitter for five minutes and you got it. <laughs> <laughs> stability that that's a good one um yeah this is uh yeah you, you know it's we're approaching stability when i gotta sit here and think about how many seasons this is for barry and stefanski they're going into season four correct yeah yeah you're right yeah no you're right when, when we all have to stop and think i that's think we're idea, i think right? we're at yeah we're at we're we've uh i would say we've kind of reached stability or at least we're we're pushing it um i think yeah. before before those took two two took over i mean in three years we had what two three different gms three four different coaches like it was it was yeah. wild right yeah it's like uh yeah it, it was just yeah it was just nuts it's like um yeah. i don't know how you can win when you have to just keep changing everything constantly right so percent and, I, and yeah. I, always, I always look back at that, you know, you look at teams that are so unstable when they're front office and coaching. And then, you know, you bring in these high, we, we always get top picks and we pretty much blow them or just ruin them because we, 
have so much change going on. You know, I'm surprised Miles made it through everything. <laughs> Tell you the truth. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's, all, he's incredible. Like, great, great, great young man. Everything about him is great, but he lived through a lot of different shades of brown, I guess you could call it. Sure. Yeah, it, it's just a, a testament to Miles, mm-hmm. you know, and who he is. And, you know, and, and I mean, it's not like he's been perfect or anything. He's made no, some mistakes here and there. But, um, you know, as far as being a player and, and just, uh, you know, making his way through everything. Um, yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. he's he's done well. So, yeah, you got that right. So, um we're going to talk a whole bunch of Browns, but before we do, we are going to talk about our Blitz beverages. And Jody, you brought something interesting tonight that um, a lot of us here in, uh, in uh, the state of Ohio or, or the states anywhere probably can't get a hold of. So why don't you, why don't yeah, you tell us yeah, about it's, that? It's, it's a Mill, Mill Street Brewery, uh, the local brewery right here in Toronto, actually. Um, and they... Uh, Got a number of different types of uh, different brands that they have run through them. But this, the particular one I like, it's uh, Mill Street Organic Lager. Um, really easy drinking. Still got 4.2% alcohol in it. Um, it's not a it's not a flat beer by any means, but uh, really nice, really easy to drink um, and, and easy on easy on my stomach. So I'm good with that. <laughs> that sounds good. Sounds good to me. So I'm drinking... And I'm sure everybody's tired of hearing me say I'm drinking one of my favorites because I say it every week. But um, <laughs> <laughs> drinking a, uh, a Weinstefner Hefeweiss beer, which is the uh, beer that's been brewed continuously since uh, the year 1040, and uh, it's 5.4 percent. And they they haven't changed this in a thousand years because they got it right. And <laughs> that's an excellent beer, guys. So um, anybody. Yeah, if, if if you haven't tried it, um, definitely worth uh, worth a try. So um, you have to go all the way to the back of your fridge to find a beer brewed in 1040, huh? <laughs> well, believe it or not, um, this was actually gifted to me. I did um, did a little power washing last weekend at my in-laws, and um, you know. I, as I was leaving, you know, my mother-in-law says, what do I owe you? And I said, nothing. And, you know, we parted ways. And then I came home today and uh, Kristen said, said, uh, my mom sent some beer over to pay you for last weekend. So, you know, I mean, That's a good beer is a, it's a solid currency for me. So, yeah, that is a great nice. mother-in-law. Works out. That yeah. Nice. She knows what I like. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> You know, I don't usually participate in this segment, Rod, but um, I, I did come across something this week that I really like that I want to share. Um, if if anybody out there is into flavored or infused waters, um, yeah. we, we came upon a recipe this week um, that's a citrus and vanilla blend. Ooh. And yeah, this almost tastes like a not sweet um, cream soda. Which I really oh, that's like. Nice. Um, that's nice. So yeah, I'm 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 pretty happy with with this concoction, um, and that's that's what I'm drinking tonight. Well, Jeff, I'm a, I'm a big fan of the uh, the infused uh, those those water like the seltzers. Um, mm-hmm. We we got some great ones up here. One called uh, Sandbagger, and another one called Straight and Narrow. And yeah, I I'm not gonna lie to you. Over the summer, you you can't beat them. 
or, uh, and, and you never feel bloated like you do a beer out on the patio sometimes, right? The sure. Salsas yeah. are really nice. I, I really enjoy them. Yeah, beer will bloat you. That's for sure. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, and the older you get, the worse it gets, right? So. Yeah, very true. Very true. So, wow, a full Blitz Beverages segment. That was great, guys. Um, nice, <laughs> nice work. <laughs> so let's move on to some some Browns uh, football and really just Browns moves, I guess, is what we're talking about uh, this week. Uh, been a lot going on. Uh, before we get to the 53, I thought we'd just kind of go over some of the uh, – a couple of the moves that led up to – you know, getting getting to the cuts today, and I'm not sure if I have these in the right order or not. I think um, I can't remember which one happened first. I think it was I guess I guess the trade the uh, the Tyrone Wheatley Jr. for Pierre Strong Jr. happened happened first. Correct, guys? Yeah. So, that was, uh, was that a week the, like last the week? Dobbs one. Remember. The Dobbs one came first, right? I don't, we didn't talk about oh, that. Oh, geez, I didn't even think about the Dobbs yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Been, I agree, yeah. Yeah, that yeah. That one so, took me by surprise. Yeah, that one's still, yeah, I'm so surprised I, at that one. Really. For, I, yeah, I, I totally forgot about that one. Jeez. Um, <laughs> yeah, that kind of happened right after we recorded last, I yeah. believe. So, yeah. So, so yeah, they trade um, Josh Dobbs to the, to the Cardinals and um, – Trying to think what what um, that was a, just a pick swap, fifth? pick swap. So we we gave yeah. them a seventh and got a fifth. Okay, yeah, yeah. and um, both uh, both uh, twenty four picks. Yeah, yeah. Okay, do you, do you guys both agree uh, that the Cardinals are just mailing it in right now? It sure um, looks that way, doesn't it? Like it's yeah, it's, they're not even they're not even hiding it. I mean, it's just. <laughs> I, they I are. saw that and I, I saw them drop what's his name the, the their other quarterback there I was Colt McCoy you know, yeah and my and yeah. with with Kyler's gonna be out for the first quarter for you and I mean I don't even know who his weapons are right now he's got two people to pass to right Hollywood Brown and then Connor out of the backfield really that what else do they have been crazy they've been yeah. dumping people oh. like crazy well um yeah I mean it, what can you say I mean they're not giving them much to work with, but I hope Josh Dobbs uh, does okay there and actually wins them a few games somehow, you know? Right. Yeah. Just yeah. to make him mad, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's there for yeah. one year. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's a good kid, too, right? I, I, I was, I'm always cheering for him wherever he is after uh, having a chance to watch him here and watch how professional, how much he actually, how, how much the players like him, right? So, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely a fan yeah. of Josh Dobbs. Yeah. Uh, yep. You know, the player and the person. Yeah. Agreed. So, uh, so yeah. So after that one that I totally forgot about, um, <laughs> we had the uh, Tyrone Wheatley Jr. traded um, to the Patriots for uh, Pierre Strong Jr., Jr. for Jr., which seems mm-hmm. like a nice, even, fair <laughs> trade. Um, just want to get thoughts from you guys, I guess, uh, I, I guess on the departure of Wheatley and the acquisition of Strong. So, so Jeff, why don't you go first on this one? You know, I, I, you know Wheatley, we talked a little bit with Casey last week about, you know, he, he played well in preseason and, and obviously got, you know, the eye of Bill Belichick, um, you know, for a spot that they needed. Um, you know, Pierre Strong coming out last year, I, I liked him a lot. I think he's a nice change of pace back for us. Um, you know, it gives us, 
beyond Nick Chubb, I think two distinct skill sets in Jerome Ford and, and Pierre Strong Jr. So, um, you know, we have some options there. And, and I, I, I feel pretty good now about the running back room, even though those two guys don't have a lot of real game experience. So it's one of those trades that just works for both teams, you know? Yeah, agreed. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um yeah, I, I really like what I see out of Pierre Strong. And again, the, the NFL footage is is scant. Um, I think he had 10 carries last year. Yeah. Um, 100 yards on 10 carries. So, you know, and yeah. and I think he caught all seven of his targets. So, so in very limited uh, opportunities, you know, he, he performed pretty well last year. Yeah. But, uh, but he's got great speed. Um, from He's a shifty guy. He's very shifty, you know, um, hands, from what I saw, hands. just good hands. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I don't want to get too excited about, you know, running back number three, um, you know, but because uh, he's probably not going to hopefully touch the ball a lot. No, but I, um, but I really I like his skill set. I really yeah. do. So I think yeah. it's a I think it's a good trade because I don't see where uh, I I didn't see any way that Wheatley was going to make it onto the roster, and he performed well enough that there was yeah. probably wouldn't have made it to the practice squad either. Yeah, I, I I agree with you there because he he's he was a bubble guy because I mean let's be honest, like our our our, our offensive line is pretty solid all the way through, right? So I mean yeah. when we saw Dunn when we saw Dunn leave yesterday, I was I was a little surprised there, but yeah. hopefully uh, we'll see. We'll see what we'll see what AV is uh, what he's churning over there, <laughs> what he's doing. But right, um, how, it's hard do not to, uh, do not pay attention guys. to the man behind the curtain. Yeah, yeah, no yeah, kidding. Exactly. Exactly. No, no kidding. And guys, and then the moves that uh, I guess probably made a whole heck of a lot of people in Cleveland happy. That was the uh, um, was Cade York being cut and the yeah. trade of uh, of a. Uh, a seventh rounder, a, a 2025 seventh rounder for Dustin Hopkins. Yeah. The Chargers. So, um, yeah, um, Jody, just I guess your thoughts on both of those moves. You know, I, I'm sad to see York go because you can see the potential. You, I mean, that first game last year, you saw it, right? Um, mm-hmm. Would he would he hit a 58 yarder to win the game? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and to beat Baker of all people, right? Like so. That that you've seen that, but you can slowly see. And you know, we've all played sports, and uh, I, I I've played a lot of my myself over the years at high level. And uh, when you the mental part of the game goes, it is really hard for some people to pull it back, right? And you can yeah. see it with him. And sadly, he's gone. But you know, I think it could work out best for both teams. I mean, for us, uh, the Browns, because. You're bringing in a veteran guy now, and maybe that's what that's what Cade needs—just some fresh, a fresh start, somewhere to just clear his head and start from scratch. Uh, I think he was in his own head, and I think it was killing him. And you could see just in his interviews. I mean, I felt bad for him, and I hated reading some of the tweets because he looked like a broken man, and you yeah. you hate seeing that. And you know, at the end of the day, we're all human, right? And he's fighting his own demons there, and it, it got the better of him, sadly. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, Jeff, your thoughts? Yeah, a lot to unpack here, Rod. Um, you know, regarding Cade York, um, I, I kind of had this teed up last week, and we didn't really go down that rabbit hole, as we said. But um, you know, uh, 
took me back to, um, you know, when we first started watching the then Cleveland Indians playing baseball uh, and they made, they had just made the Von Hayes trade, right? Von Hayes for five guys. And mm-hmm. one of the guys in that trade was a guy named Jay Baller. And Jay Baller was this big, strong right-hand pitcher uh, who could throw the ball 100 miles an hour. And the the joke, you know, we listened to Pete Franklin back then every night. And the joke was that, that Jay Baller could throw a ball through the Great Wall of China if he could hit it. And, yeah. and that, that's kind of what I, you know, what I saw with Cade York. You know, I mean, he, he just yeah. had an absolute bazooka of a leg. But the body language was, you know, well, geez, I thought that one was going that way and it went that way. You know, he just he yeah. never knew where the ball was going and he just lacked the finesse to be able to put the ball on target. You know, yeah. Um, yeah. And, and I don't know if that's me- mental or if that's, you know, his mechanics or, or some combination of the two. Probably but both, yeah. The Browns desperately mm-hmm. wanted him to get it figured out this yeah. preseason because he had the potential and and let's face it. He was by far the best kicker in college football going into the draft two years ago. Mm -hmm. And and anybody that, that, you know, in hindsight says that, Oh, we shouldn't have wasted a a pick on a kicker. Didn't see him kick in college. Yeah. Right. Okay. Or Um, all the Browns past. (laughs) And and know how hard it is. Right. Yeah. To find a, a, a kicker who is a weapon, right? I mean, it's yeah. it's it's easy to find a pedestrian NFL kicker yeah. and get a season or so out of him, okay? It's almost impossible to find a kicker who is a weapon. And, yeah. you know, Cade York was that guy that, that could have kicked the, you know, the 58-yarder like he did in that first game last year to win a game for you. So, mm-hmm. so the trade-off now is, is you know, we 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 bring in Dustin Hopkins. He's on a two-year, or he's got another season. This season, another season left on his deal. Um, you know, he's he's a two million dollar cap hit this year. He's a three million dollar cap hit next year. Um, you know, York was was cost controlled as a draft pick. Okay, yeah. and and we may be in a situation, you know, this time next year, where Dustin Hopkins is going through the same kind of struggles. Yeah. Okay. Because kickers just have a short shelf life. Okay. So, but we knew, you know, if, if, if York didn't get it sorted out, that we were going to be going out and finding a kicker. Okay. And it was a matter of, you know, did Andrew Berry proactively go find the situation where the two best guys in the league were, were battling it out and one of them was going to be free or did he just wait to see what hit the waiver wire? And I think he made the right choice by going and getting the most reliable guy out there. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But like I told you, when, when this trade happened, Ron, I mean, this, this takes the 50 plus yarder off the table Yeah, because, yeah. you know, because the coaching staff has to know what to expect out of their kicker. There's just only the only way they can make play calls and make decisions about, you know, whether to go for it on fourth down or, or not is if they know that their kicker is consistent and yeah. they have consistency with this guy out to about 40, five yards, maybe a little bit further. Okay. Mm-hmm. But beyond that, bets are off. So yeah. now you, now, you know, okay, we've, we've got to get to the 30 yard line. Okay. Yeah. Or, or right. we're pretty much, you know, we're out of luck. Okay. So I, I, I agree with you. that played a lot into it last year with, you know, Stefanski going forward at certain times and electing not to kick and so forth. He will be consistent 
and we will be able to game plan around Hopkins' strengths and his limitations. So yeah. when and you're trying you to win games, me, you need that. You need that. You know. Yeah. And if you don't mind me, just bring something up here. I mean, last year when he went into his started going into his funk, I, I you know, and I, it, it sounds weird to say, but I kind of blame Stefanski a bit because after he kicked that 50 yard, 58 yarder to win and was living just on, on top of the world, there's three or four situations in the next two games where we had a chance just to kick a 30 yarder, Yeah, you know, and, and Stefanski chose to go for it on fourth down numerous right. times instead of kicking it. And I, I, I'm not saying that completely played into it, but I think the fact that he didn't let him keep kicking on a regular basis for that first three, four games after he kicked that game winning field goal kind of played into it because then I think the next, the next few kicks suddenly were like 40, 48 yarders or more again. Right. Yeah. And I just feel like he almost didn't get into that rhythm after he, after such a high. I think there's some truth to that, Jody, that, you know, if if all you're asking the guy to do is kick 45, 50 yarders, it's, you know, nobody's going to hit all of those. Yeah. Let's not look at his percentage overall and that's all he's kicking. And and yeah. you guys remember that whatever game it was when they had the chance to kick the really long field goal and Cade's there jumping up and down, you know, he wanted yeah. to kick it and Stefanski never saw him. And, yeah. and I was thinking just some of this stuff, it, you know, it, I mean, whether it's Stefanski's fault or not, it, some of that stuff can erode the kicker's confidence. I sure. agree. Yeah, I agree. Especially a rookie kicker. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you know, and there's been talk on Twitter today about how most kickers are not good with their first team. Yeah, right. Uh, you know, it, well, it takes time with some of these guys. So how, how many how many have we seen right. in the last five years? A yeah. lot from, yeah. from Joseph to you name it. Every time I look around right. the league, yeah. somebody kicking for another team who was on a short stint here with the Browns, right? So yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Maybe, Oh, so Jody, can you name the other four players involved in the Von Hayes trade? God, I can. <laughs> you, you know what? I, I, I'm 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 sort of a closet being a Browns fan. I, I'm a Jays fan first and foremost. That's you guys right. Are in a different division, but I mean, yeah, I, I do like it. But I'll, that's I'll true. You, you, I have you, a better you, chance naming yeah. traded from Major League. Uh, the movie that I do. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, I, I forgot that you're not really a, an Indians fan, so that's okay. So, Jeff, can you name all four of the other players? I, I can name three of them. Uh, Manny Trio, George Vukovic, Chris James. Oh, Chris James is the one I couldn't think of. Jay Baller. And the biggest and the best one. Uh, oh, and yeah, the Julio Franco. Julio Franco is the guy that actually yeah. turned into a player for us. The other yeah, four he was like, the oh. best one. Yeah, I forgot <laughs> yeah. about Chris James. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So I, might, I might not be a uh, Guardians fan, but I, I'm, 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 I was lucky enough last year, my business partner and I went down to watch the uh, Tampa Bay game when we were, uh, when, you know, with Njoku made that amazing catch in the end zone there. Mm-hmm. Um, and right yeah. after that game, we jumped on Ticketmaster. We got two tickets for the Guardians, the Yankees, for the, uh, was it game three, I think it was, uh, in the playoffs. And mm-hmm. so uh, we uh, 
we had an absolute blast. So I'm I'm going to be down on the 23rd for the Titans game and with a few a few of my buddies and uh, we're doing the same thing. Nice. We're going to the uh, we're going to the uh, Guardians Orioles game on the Saturday, then the Browns game. So it's uh, it's a beautiful stadium. It's and much as I like the that days, is. the Sky Dome is just not a it's just not the same. <laughs> you know, it's mm-hmm. not a traditional baseball stadium. And mm-hmm. and I got to say about you Americans, you guys are very educated about your baseball. So I love going to the game and seeing like a 60-year-old woman sitting there scoring in the middle of a game, sitting up in the crowd <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with her with her, her earbuds in, listening to the radio. And it, it's really something to watch, you know, because yeah. down here it's a different hey, just, feel, right? So we have a little bit more history with baseball than you guys oh, do yeah. up north. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a few true. more, few more teams to root for down there too. Yeah. Little more, little, we, we little, got, yeah, we got Canada's team, right? That's that's it. right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, guys, let's let's move on. Um, let's talk about a few of these cuts first, and then we'll, then we'll look at the the fifty three. So, so Michael Dunn, so he's cut, and and everybody's just like, what in the world happened? Yeah, you know. <laughs> Every every expert on Twitter is like, I I I, I don't get it. I don't bad get move. it. So, I don't understand. Why so it's a bad move. That? And and then yeah. finally somebody figured out that that he doesn't have to go through waivers. And oh okay. And that the Browns can bring him back. Now there's stories out as to whether or not that's really going to happen. So I guess we'll have to to wait and see. Um, it's debatable. I, I, they own that much, Rod. They own that. I mean, they announced it. Well, they birthday. do. I yeah, just too. on Twitter said happy birthday on the Yeah, that was, <laughs> that was unfortunate. Cut. Yeah, and then they <laughs> cut him like an hour later. <laughs> oh my god. Right. Right. And nobody so people. The key to yeah. this, Rod, is is when you see that a contract was terminated. A player had his contract terminated. Okay. That means that they immediately become a free agent and they don't have to go through waivers. Okay. So they have okay. got four years of of league service time. And, and I guess there was some question about, you know, done being on the practice squad during COVID or something that, um, or with, with another team, I think that people only thought he had three years, but, um, okay. it was actually determined that, that he had four. So, um, yeah, every year at this time, you know, we, we talk about players who, get waived and then brought back so that we can sort of manipulate that whole short-term IR thing and get a couple yeah. of guys over, you know? Yeah. So, and, and Dunn is just, I think the, the first one that, that they sold on the idea that, Hey, go take a couple of days off and, you know, we're going to resign you as soon as we That'd move a couple yeah. of guys to IR. So yeah, um, yeah he'll, he'll be back. Good. I, I I hope so. I, I liked him. I liked him a lot. I liked. Uh, yeah. He, he's really key last year. He really was. He stepped in in some pretty tough spots, right? So. Yeah. So, so that kind of blew Twitter up, and then <laughs> we'll move forward to today, and uh-huh. and guys, I, I I'm I'm partially guilty of this. I'm, you know, I I was calling for Austin Watkins to make the team. Um, yeah. When he, yeah, when he got cut, um, uh, the outcry was more, way more than I expected. Um, <laughs> way more. I mean, and, you know, I, <laughs> for me, he was, you know, clearly the seventh wide receiver. Um, you know, I, I, I thought there was a shot with him making it because the Browns were only carrying, um, 
three running backs, most likely, um, right. you know, and three tight ends and maybe only, you know, eight or nine offensive linemen. I thought there would be space, yeah. you right. know, to carry a seventh wide receiver, mm-hmm. um, you know. But and, he, and you're right. He would have only been the seventh. Or, I mean, you're looking at the six in front of him. Um, who is he going to? Who is he going to replace there? Like I don't, I don't see anybody there. Oh, we'll we'll get to that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, because yeah, people uh, people started blowing up and going crazy and and looking at his stats and saying how much oh, yeah. better he played than other guys and um, it it really got into a lot of attacks on David Bell. Uh, yeah, because I David that, Bell right. didn't play much, and David yeah. Bell, you know, didn't have the stats up last season. Guys, uh, David Bell w- was what a third round pick last year. Yeah. Right. Okay, he the, was, and the top, and the top wideout coming out of the big, the Big Ten. Yeah, like and he was. I mean, he he was awesome. Yeah, and he was in an offense that really didn't feature the pass last year no it just didn't okay um and he was what number four or five on the depth chart you know um so he didn't get a lot of opportunities he he was a rookie um so you really i can't see using last season against the guy okay And, and he didn't play a lot in preseason i think he had 10 targets he caught seven of them um, some something on that order, I believe, um, because he had a spot. Okay, he didn't have anything to prove in training camp yep. this year because the Browns right. wanted him on the team. Right. So, so for people to say that that Watkins played better than Bell, he should have gotten Bell's spot. Yeah, I I don't know based on what I don't know what based on Austin exactly. Watkins yeah. playing some preseason football against some second, third, and fourth stringers when David Bell yeah. last year actually played against first-team NFL players. Yeah, and, and you're um, right. That's the difference right there, Josh. Right. And, and David Bell, game by experience. the way, David Bell also plays special teams, which Austin Watkins doesn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, David Bell is 22 years old. Austin Watkins is 25. Yeah. I mean, there, there's That's just so too. much more to this than just, you know, well, geez, I saw Austin Watkins make a few catches in a preseason game. Yeah. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. But that's okay. Um, look, I, 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 in my closing remarks last week, I told you Austin Watkins wasn't going to make the team. And it wasn't because he was better than David Bell or not. Okay. Mm-hmm. The main reason he didn't make the team is because Marquise Goodwin got healthy. Right. Okay. That's right. If Marquise yeah. Goodwin isn't healthy, David, or excuse me, Austin Watkins might actually make the initial 53. Okay. Yeah. And, and I'm still not counting him out of being on the practice squad and, and playing yeah. for us at some point this year. Okay. But mm-hmm. as far as him being one of the six best receivers on this team, a lot was going to have to happen when he came into camp late to crack mm-hmm. the top six, because you just said David Bell was number four last year. I think he might've been number three for a little while. He's probably mm-hmm. going to be number five or six this year. That's how much better our receiver core is. Okay. Yeah, I, I so don't for, even know how to rank these guys this year, right. honestly. But so, so for a, a, an undrafted free agent who's bounced around the league for a few years to come in and crack that group, um, it was a tall order. It's tough. 
Yeah, yeah. very tall. You're right. His his only only option would have been seventh receiver, and I thought it was going to be that, like you're saying before, it was going to be a, another player in a different position wasn't going to they were going to have one less in that grouping and bring him in as the seventh, but it just didn't yeah. work out that way. So yeah. Yeah, I, I really thought it boiled down to, you know, either either seven wide receivers or seven linebackers. And based yeah. on the injuries at linebacker, I felt like we needed to keep seven linebackers. Makes sense, yeah. Yeah. And the history of it the last few years, they've been falling like dominoes, right? So right. you kinda you kinda have to back that, yeah. Yeah. It's uh it's a crazy game. You never know. I mean, uh, they they could go all this year without anybody at linebacker getting hurt. Now, you know, it's just it's just crazy. So so you never know. Really nice, actually. Yeah, it's it's just um, I don't know. We're we're just arguing about um, guys who probably neither one of them is going to get more than what uh, I, I don't even know how to put a number on targets that these guys might get. You know. As the no, sixth, right. seventh receiver, you know, but they might get 30 targets, you know, over yeah. the course of the whole right. season. Um, no, the, right. the other thing I, I want to add to that, Rod, about just going back to David Bell, that I'm going to stop, okay, <laughs> is this nonsense about Andrew Barry not cutting his draft picks, okay, yeah. that, you know, he's, he's too proud to cut because he separated this organization from five draft picks in the last two days. Yeah. yeah. I think that narrative is dead now. Yeah. The, yeah. The, the, the yeah. Twitter folks will still try to work that angle, but we all know. <laughs> it's yeah. about who are the best 53 players. Yeah. Yeah. And let's, let's be honest, like you, they can complain all they want people, but this is from top to bottom. I can't remember the Browns having this much talent on a team at every in every in every area. Like it's it's they're, they it, on paper right now. Uh, they have to go out and play. It ha- they have to prove it. But on paper right now, they look fantastic across the board. Yeah. yeah. So so guys, um, Austin Watkins. What do you think the odds are that he makes it to the practice squad? Because I I've seen the the. Uh, the Jets, and I can't remember the guy's name. Kumaro, I think they they cut uh, his name. Uh, Jake Kumaro is a wide receiver who scored two touchdowns in in their last preseason game, I think. Um, and they cut him. Okay, so it's not like the Browns are the only team to to cut a wide receiver who had a nice preseason. Um, right. You know, what are the odds you get? You you think that uh, Austin Watkins makes the practice squad? I, I think that. I think it's pretty a pretty high option right here because listen the, we're we're watching all the cuts come out right now and in the next three or four days all kinds of craziness is going to happen with different teams right so mm-hmm. you're going to see some you're going to see some veteran receivers probably out on the waiver wire just out of people making room or taking a gamble on a younger guy maybe but. I think I think there's a good chance. I mean, I I just don't think there's enough tape or enough there's enough for GMs and that to look at him and take him over somebody more experienced to come in into their lineup. I, I, it's a bit of a gamble, no matter what. Like you said, he's 25. There's not a lot of tape on the guy. Um, I think there's a good chance he's going to end up on the practice squad. So, so, so yeah. let me answer that this way, Rod. 
for another team to select him on waivers, they then have to carry him on their 53. Mm-hmm. Um, we had this conversation a ways back with, with uh, Peter Jones about the wide receiver depth in the NFL and, and coming out of college and, and how many college programs are throwing the ball down the field. And, you know, the, the, the last two or three drafts have had just an immense number of, of really talented wideouts. Um, there is an abundance of wide receivers in this league right now. Yeah. And, and yeah. For, for a team to, to claim him on waivers, they would be looking past everybody else and saying, yeah, we want to put this guy on our 53. I think he belongs on a practice squad. I think it's going to really be his choice of where he thinks the best opportunity is. Um, And based on the connection that he's already got with our team, I think there's a good chance that he would pick the Browns. Um, But maybe he sees another opportunity that, you know, would get him more playing time where he might be the fifth or sixth guy. Yeah. I I think there are probably teams that, that need a, I don't know if if there are teams that need a fourth receiver, but probably teams that definitely need, you know, say a fifth or a sixth guy. Right. Um, and you, you never know how injuries are going to go anywhere. So you can't yeah. really predict well, that. But, uh, but yeah. Yep. I think the um, Browns would like to have him back on the practice squad. I, I just, I think, you know, it's a matter of does so. everything line up? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So and, let's, and, and that's not ahead. to say the Browns don't. Sorry. Sorry, guys. I'm just uh, saying, sorry. That's not to say the Browns don't see somebody pop up that they've been interested in the last couple of years or been following that they don't bring in instead of him. Like we, we don't know what AB and them are thinking. Right. So, I mean, I think I saw Danny Isabella pop up today. He got waived. So yeah, there's a guy right there who can play special teams and is pretty damn fast. So you never know somebody like that might even pop into. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So, um, let, you know, it just keeps getting more and more interesting. Let's move on to Maurice Hurst because yeah. a lot of people, I'll just say most everybody, um, I think thought that Maurice Hurst was going to make this team. Um, and it's interesting because we all know that Jordan Elliott signed that guaranteed contract. So yeah. I think at first we all thought that Jordan Elliott was going to make the team, and then Maurice Hurst came on in the preseason. And a lot of people kind of flipped to Maurice Hurst or thought maybe they would both make it or Jordan Elliott might get traded or released or something. So how surprised were you guys when you saw that Maurice Hurst was, was cut? Um, Jody, I, I, was more surpri- I was more surprised with that one, actually. Than, yeah. I mean, yeah. the sentimental value of... Uh, uh, Watkins was was there, but uh, Hurst, I was I I just assumed that big body athletic tackle was. Uh, I thought he's gonna make the team. He looked he looked good. He looked fresh. He's you know I know he gets injured a lot, but he he stayed pretty fresh throughout the preseason. Um, I, I was I was more surprised about that than any of the other ones. Well, other than Dunn, right? But mm-hmm. so so Jeff. Are you the same spot on Maurice Hurst? Same category as Michael Dunn. Um, He he was the 10th D lineman on this team. They elected to keep nine. Um, 
and Alex Wright is going to go on IR tomorrow. And I expect Maurice Hurst to be back by Thursday. Yeah. 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 I I saw that actually. I saw somebody talking about that earlier on social media as well. So that, that made me feel a little better about it, but yeah, that'd be nice if they can bring him back. Yeah. I just want to mention a couple other cuts um, because I saw an, I just saw an article, um, you know, Brown's uh, cut quarterback for the second time in two days and just how awful and horrible it was that they cut Kellen Mond again. Um, <laughs> you know, they brought him back so they would have him for that fourth preseason game. He knew he was going to get cut again. Yeah. It wasn't, you know, the chance for him to be there, um, you know, and, and and that was it. So, um, And he got to showcase himself one more time. I mean, yeah. if they didn't bring him back, he would have been on a bus on his way home, not playing, not able to show what he can do in front of the front of the crowd. Right. I, I didn't see anything wrong with that. I, 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 I saw everybody complain about it, but I was like, if anything, uh, that he's grateful. Yeah, I would think so. And yeah, it, the, uh, just the way the, some of the national writers <laughs> try to, um, put headlines on some of these stories you can tell they know nothing about the organization yeah because there were you know when when mon got cut the first time <laughs> i saw a headline that read you know surprise cut by the browns and i'm yeah. like what surprise everybody knew he was getting there's cut. no surprise <laughs> everybody yeah. knew do you, do you even watch any have you ever watched a cleveland browns game i mean yeah. you shouldn't be writing <laughs> About the oh. Browns, if you don't know anything about the Browns, yeah, um, and he was just a right. place filler. Everybody knew that. I he mean, was. everybody knew that. I mean, there, there was, you know, there's Dobbs and uh, the rookie who's, <laughs> I mean, played him as plays, played his way into number two, right? But nobody, yeah. no, Mund was not even. We just knew what he was there for. He was a practice and preseason quarterback. That's all it was. Yeah. So. So that that gets us to to a question, and I haven't looked over the cuts at all. But um, you know, and uh, you know, um, the uh, the claims still have to go in and all that, um, yeah. and everything, and see who's left and all and and all of that um, for practice squads. But how do you guys feel about? who the number three guy will be because it's going to be somebody who's going to be on the practice squad. Do you think yeah. that the Browns still want Kellen Mond or do you think they have their eyes, you know, on somebody else after seeing him play more in the preseason? Um, what do you think, Jeff? And is there somebody out there you'd be interested in that's, I don't know if you've had a chance to look yet. Yeah. I mean, I saw that Bailey Zappi got cut today. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. There's well, probably going to be a few others. Um, I think the Browns would would like to upgrade that yeah. guy. I, I, mm-hmm. I mean, Mond would sort of be like a, a fallback position if they if they yeah. didn't find somebody better. Yeah. Um, I think I've I've seen enough of him personally. Um, yeah. Yeah. You, know, you can see some tools there, but um, the decision He's making not is quality, you know? no decision making is horrible. No. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I, I, I don't know. We'll have to see how this shakes out. Stefanski said today that, that they're actively looking for a number three. Um, I think they're just, you know, they're they're going to see who's available and, and you know, 
what kind of fit they can find. They'd, they'd really like to have somebody I think, in that mold, you know, that that is going to be able to, to execute the same offensive package mm-hmm. as their one one or two guys. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, we'll see who that ends up being. But yeah, they'll they'll, they'll have a third QB on board in the next you know in the next few days probably. Yeah, I agree. I, I you know, I I don't think one's even in question here. To be honest, I think there's too many mm-hmm. talented guys being cut. Like you said, Zap. I was shocked when Zappy got cut. I mean, I was at that game last year when he beat us, and I was right. Him. He looked but pretty I, darn good. I can tell you he that. Was awesome. He, he, he managed that game really well. He threw some nice balls. I, I was shocked to see him go. Um, and, yeah. and he's, you know, he's he's there. But also, uh, it'll be interesting to see what what uh, the Cowboys do. Because now they've got uh, the young guy from I'm blanking on his name right now. Um, the young guy they just got from San Fran, but their their backup was Lance. outstanding the other day. Yeah. Trey Lance. He was yeah, outstanding. Trey Lance. Yeah, Trey Lance. But their 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 backup the other day was fantastic. So, mm-hmm. I mean, he 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 really, he knew he's getting cut. He went out there and balled out, and he made a name for himself. So, I mean, I think mm-hmm. there's a lot of talent around the league. There's too many, and there's a lot of surprise. There's a lot of surprise quarterbacks, young quarterbacks that have stepped into the number two position around the league, even in Chicago. Right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It just happened yeah. as well. I mean, so I think you're going to see yeah. some quality guys released or uh, on the market. And I think that's what the Browns are going to be doing. I think they're going to be shopping around because we, we've all seen Mun. you know, um, mm-hmm. he's just, he's just, would you be comfortable with him stepping in and backing up? Watson and Watson pulling a hammy and then him going in like I wouldn't be not in a million years, <laughs> right. right? So no, I mean, no. So what's the point a, of keeping him around? Yeah, I mean it's a huge gap. Yeah, yeah. So that, Rod, that brings up something I wanted to mention about DTR. Um, yeah, you know, I liked him in the draft. I I wanted the Browns to take him. I saw him as a great fit. You know, as a backup to Deshaun Watson. Um, but we went into it with our eyes open that you know. He, we weren't drafting him to be our starter. You know, no. we're committed to a starter, right? We're drafting right. him to be a, a, an ideal fit as a backup. And I think what mm-hmm. that does when, you know, as an organization, we're just not used to being there. Right? Yeah. We're, we're used to, you know, we're to the 22nd pick. We're going to make him a starter instantly, right? Yeah. Um, the kind of yeah. pressure that puts on a guy, you know. Um, DTR came in here knowing that we have a starting quarterback. Yeah. Okay? And, and his job was to win the number two spot. You know, and, and it didn't matter if, if he was number two in week one or if it was later in the season because we had Josh Dobbs, right? So yeah. I think what that illustrates is, to, and to Casey's point, is it's a whole lot easier in this league to, to come in and develop as a number two or a number three. And that's just something that we as an organization have no experience with. Yeah. No, that's right. true. That's yeah. true. Yeah. And, and I think they also did the right thing. I mean, DTR, like he's, he's built in a similar mold to Watson in his style of play. And I think, you know, Browns of old would have just filled that hole with anybody. And I think they're starting to figure out that, you know, if he goes, if something was to happen to Watson, like God hope nothing happens, but 
having someone who's a plays a similar style, who's mobile, who you know, is going to be easier on our linemen, easier on our receivers than having mm-hmm. to adjust to maybe a pure pocket guy who can't move. Right. And that will create more issues. So I, I think they did a really good job with this. And I think they, you know, he played himself into that position, but rightfully, but I think, I think that's exactly why they went on and got him. Yep. Well, yeah. And you would, you would kind of think that they would, probably look for somebody with you know as close to that type of skill set as they could for yeah for mm-hmm. the number three spot too so yeah sure. we'll see if that happens the, um, the, yeah. the kid i was talking about that was the will greer will greer okay will greer yeah he and he i think he yeah. threw for two touchdowns ran for two the other day i mean that that would be somebody <laughs> nice to have three on our third as yeah. our uh, practice practice qb right there so yeah that, that's interesting so were either of you guys surprised by the Demetric Felton cut? No. no to be honest, I, he, they just didn't use him. Like, he, Remember yeah. he had that one great game where he caught that little screen pass from Baker and went like 65 yards to the house? Um, mm-hmm. Other than that, I there's nothing really memorable about him, right? Um, so I don't know if he just fell out of favor or, you know, not he's, really. he's not a very big guy. I, I don't know. Uh, maybe he just couldn't take that take the the, the hits yeah. uh, the size of the NFL the game I don't know but I wasn't surprised at all no. yeah I mean that they gave him a lot of shots at playing running back in the spring yeah. and you know he did okay sometimes but I, I mean you could see that his his size is really a factor at running yeah. back yeah it just and is not as and, he's not uh, as elusive and I mean you look back the days of Eric Metcalf right I mean how he was what a buck seventy, um, <laughs> but he was so elusive. He'd make one, he put one foot in the ground and make a cut and break guys' ankles. And that's how you have to play at that size, right? And Felton, I just yeah. didn't feel he had that elusivity. Yeah, not quite. I, I'm on board with all that. I think that the, the the reason I was a little bit surprised by it was, you know, with the Jakeem Grant injury. Mm. We don't really have much going on, you know, in the kicking game, in the return game. Yeah. Um, and and I think Felton at least gave you that he was reasonably sure-handed. You didn't have to hold your breath uh-huh. you know, every time the you know the ball was kicked to him. Um, and the way the roster sits right now, it's it's really unbalanced. Um, yeah, and there's 27 guys on defense, 23 guys on offense. Um, uh-huh. You know, and once these IR things happen, I think we're you know we're going to see uh, Wright and Kunashik go to the IR and then we mentioned Dunn um, and uh, uh, Hurst going, coming back. So that, that brings that number one closer, but we're still mm-hmm. a little out of balance in terms of, of you know, uh, manpower on the offensive side. So yeah, I really was, but the biggest surprise to me on the roster was that they did not keep Demetric Felton over one of the two uh, safeties, the depth, depth safeties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I just feel that, that this is where Barry's going to be cooking over the next little next couple of days, right? Right. Yeah. I, I think I think he, you know, yeah, we're aware we're aware of that glaring mess right our hole. So I imagine he's shopping and looking for. And I know I saw a few names come up today that would be that that like like I said, even Andy Isabella, like he's been a bit of a disappointment as a wide receiver, but God, can he fly? And you know. He's he's returned he's returned kicks right so. 
Well, um, apparently Pierre Strong has done some kick returning too. I don't. I think it goes back to college, but he's yeah. he, he has that skill set too. And yeah. I have a question for you guys: What happened to the days of defensive backs returning punts? You remember that? <laughs> yeah. Remember, you used to put corners and safeties back. I mean, right. I don't know if any of them even have the ability anymore, but you know that used to be a common occurrence. Um, yeah. You know those guys can run. Yeah, if they I, could field a punt, you know, why not stick AJ Green or Ronnie Hickman back there for a punt? Let them run. Yeah, <laughs> I, I just don't. I'm trying to think of, you know, sometimes they put them on D because they got hands of stone, right? They can knock everything. Yeah, that too. <laughs> that too. It's got to be the right guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But um, but yeah, guys, I'm just I'm looking at the 53, and um, yeah, I mean, trying to figure out. You know where where the surprises are in the balance. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I guess uh, going back to the offensive line. Um, you know, I kept seeing people calling for all three centers to make the team. I'm like, I just don't see how that can happen. Um, yeah, you know, and it happened. Um, so we yeah. got two guards and three centers and four yeah. tackles. So, so eventually, yeah. we think we're going to have four tackles. Uh, three guards and three centers. Um, do you guys think it's? Do you guys think three centers stay on this roster? I think. I to be honest, I thought that was that was kind of shocking to me because I didn't expect for some of the guys they let go and Harris coming off another injury, and I, I was shocked to see him still there. I, I wouldn't yeah. say shocked. I just I didn't think they would keep the three centers. I thought they would have went with the two, and I thought Harris would have been a casualty. I mean, he's been at the team for, what, three, four years now? He was he missed all the last year. I think he's in the he's last like, year of his contract, right? Yeah, he's undersized. Like, he's, you know, I'm not saying he can't play, but I, I think we have two better options there. And I think mm-hmm. could have been better served with some, with another position player instead of, instead of a third center. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think Whipler showing some versatility at guard probably played into that. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, Harris is a guy that I, I don't see him being here long-term. I know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't either. I don't know what, you know, how that's going to happen. And maybe, you know, maybe they were hoping that, you know, he have good camp and, and somebody would, you know, maybe a team has an injury at center and, you know, comes calling looking for him. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't, I don't see keeping three centers long-term. No, yeah. no. So, so especially Jeff, when Michael Dunn comes back and he can play, play center also. Well, that, play that, center. That yeah, then you the got four thing. guys, right? Yeah. Yeah. That was the other thing, right? I mean, like Dunn can play center. So if he, what, what is the point of having a third center when you have a guy who can play more than one position, who can right. fill in for center and well, yeah. tackle for? And that's it. Whip, I mean, Whipler can do both. Harris yeah. is really strictly a center. Yeah, I mean, there's nowhere else for him to go on the line. So I don't know. Yeah, so um, I, I just keep looking at this, and you know, twenty-three guys on offense. But where do you feel, um, Jeff, that they that they would need more depth? You know, on the offense. Um, just guard. Yeah. Well, yeah, just, just other, guard. yeah, they're in guard. Just guard. Um, and, I know and, some people have talked about a fourth tight end. Maybe um, I don't know if that's ne- a necessity. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Uh, yeah, you put I, him on the practice squad, right? Tight end, fourth tight end on the practice squad. True. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. 
we normally you know would have a fourth running back uh we normally would have four guards um so i mean those are the two spots right now that that are open um mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't feel terrible about going into the season with you know three guards and luke whipler who could swing that way yeah um and i wouldn't feel bad about going into the season with you know the three running backs that we have on the roster currently mm-hmm. If they could find a guy that that brought something else to the kicking game, and and could use that roster spot there, yeah, um, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I I'd be I'd say yeah, do that versus you know going out and finding a, you know, marginal running back or or you know a, a guard that is you know going to be another project. Mm-hmm. You're going to have those guys on the practice yeah. squad anyway. Yeah. Well, I, I think you're going to see Ford, Strong, and DPJ in the return game. I think it's those three guys, I don't know who else yeah. is going to return yeah. kicks right now. Yeah. Yep. And I think, that, I, think we'll, I, I think we'll see something change when it comes to, like, with uh, with Andrew Barry in the next couple of days. I think, I think he needs to go out and find somebody. And a specialist that he can put as maybe the seventh receiver or – you know, as the fourth, the fourth wide out, I mean, fourth uh, running back. But I, I think, Jeff, you mentioned before, that's such a big hole because I, I, I really don't want to see D. I know DPJ, I know he brought one back to the house last year, mm-hmm. but I would rather see him playing meaningful downs than getting nicked up returning kicks, right? So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's it. You really don't like your your starters out there or anybody who's getting significant playing time. So um, yeah, yeah. And guys, I just got to say, I mean, that Jakeem Grant injury, man, oh. that was that was just brutal. Um, poor kid. Mm-hmm. Just watching a guy uh, work his butt off for a year to come back and then go down on his first first freaking play of football. Yeah. Um, you just feel yeah. for feel for the guy, and I know everybody, you know, um, was upset about it and everything. Um, just feel bad for him, and uh, you know the fact that he's gone for the whole season. Uh, I don't know. I mean, he's what thirty years old. You don't know if he's going to try coming back yeah. again or whatnot. Uh, just feel awful that that's what happened for him, and you know, I, I mean, we were talking roster. I, you know, I. And with the kicking game, you know, I, I don't know how the roster would have worked out for them. Um, you know, and they may have made, they may have found a spot for him. They may not have. But um, yeah. either way, just the injuries, just just brutal. Mm-hmm. Just feel awful for him. So, yeah. Um, yeah honestly, was, you, you know, you never <laughs> like to see that. No. Outside of our uh, safety play in that game, the whole game was pretty much a bummer. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we we scored some points, but um, and and you know, again, our our first string offense looked decent, mm-hmm. um, but um, yeah, just the whole game was a bummer. It was. Yeah, it it, it looked like a preseason. It looked like, it looked like yeah. a really a real yeah. preseason game, right? It, it not a ton of upside, but I mean, the safeties look good. Um, Juan Thornhill is is the most exciting safety I've seen in a Browns uniform, and I can't tell you how long. Does he ever attack that ball? Like, does he ever yeah. attack that ball? Like, it's the confidence mm-hmm. is you can see it. Like when he when he, he's like a heat seeking missile, right? When he sees it, yeah. 
Yeah. He thinks he has a shot. At, he doesn't like, you see a lot of guys who just hesitate and in the back of their minds, like, well, if I miss it, he, he, he doesn't, he just, he's gone full mm-hmm. of <laughs> where he goes. And he, he, yeah, he's something to watch. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, um, somebody brought up a name to me that I hadn't thought of in a while. Um, Demarius Randall and, and I'm not, you know, I don't know who's better or what Demarius Randall played pretty well here in yeah. Cleveland for a year or two. Um, but, but yeah, just having a guy who is going to be out there making plays and just, yeah, it's just something we haven't had. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, it's going to be exciting. Um, I'm really excited about this, D. I, I really am. I mean, man. I I mean, we had some good players last year, but I just think they fell out of love with the system and what Woods was doing. Yeah. And to see the level of excitement from these guys um, with Schwartz, like it's – it's telling, right? You can, you can, the talent, I think we had a lot of talent last year and I think a lot of talent was wasted because we, the system just didn't fit the talent that we had. I think Schwartz is mm-hmm. going to change that all together. There's, yeah. I think yeah. It, it, it really just starts up front, right? The, the yeah. And, yeah. and the, yeah. the play you've seen glimpses of yeah. what, uh, you know, a, a aggressive defensive line can do. And yeah. the impact that has on the game, and you know, you saw in the second half what happens when you don't do that. You know, yeah. <laughs> the, the, yeah. the, there was only virtually no pass rush in the second half, and you know, no. just went off the rails. So, yeah, um, yeah I, I'm I'm pretty encouraged by the little bits and pieces that we've seen of of what the Schwartz defense is going to bring, and yeah. and this improved talent that we have on the defense. Well, Zadarius yeah. Smith is by like by far the best the best for the best guy across the line from miles great we've had the best dn that we've had playing with miles i mean i don't think we've had anybody who's going to compliment miles as much as Darius smith i don't know if you saw him bull rush oh. that guy the other day <laughs> yeah. <That> was, <laughs> you can you can see the poor that poor guy's eyes like you can see his face as this 300 pound man is getting blown back Onto his backside, right, and yeah, nothing yeah, he's to a do beast, about it. Man. And and when you see him stand beside Garrett, like not many people make Garrett look normal. Like right. he's about Garrett's the same like, size as Miles. He's about yeah. the same size, right? Usually yeah, they're you both like two seventy five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I think last year with um, with uh, Clowney, I've never been a really big Clowney guy. I I, I always find that he kind of mails it in. Uh, a couple games mm-hmm. in every season if it's not going his way yeah. and he's there for the paycheck whereas you can already see it just in the the clips and that with Zedarius and and Garrett just goofing around together and, and having fun right like I, I'm really excited about those two guys together and I, I feel sorry for every quarterback in the league except for you know Pittsburgh's quarterback yeah and I mean, Ogbo's been out there making, I mean, mm-hmm. he looks fast. Uh, oh, he yeah. looks tough to, just tough to, to to keep out of that backfield, man. Um, yeah. You know, and, and. Yeah, he's lightning fast here, right? He really yeah. can go away. Got a high motor. And, yeah, and those, those three guys are going to be out there. Yeah. <laughs> a lot, you know, together. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I and then know. our big boys in the middle. Like our big boys in the middle too. We've got we've got a lot of weight in there now too, right? So it's uh, I've been saying for since we Miles has been on the team, it's like look how good he is by himself. 
wait until they get some talent around him where he can't get double right. and triple teamed every single play. And I was hoping Clowney would come in and they'd do that, but no, it, it didn't change, right? So, I, But I don't think teams can do that anymore with uh, Zedarius on the other side and with mm-hmm. Ogbo and, and some of these other guys up front. I mean, just they, too much. they can, but their quarterback's going to be down in about oh, half a second. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I they, and they I can do whatever they want. But, yeah. yeah, and I can guarantee you, Miles will be very happy to get double and triple team if that quarterback's on his backside every second play, right? So. Yeah, no kidding, no yeah. kidding. So, guys, are are there any weaknesses on this roster? Um, aside from maybe maybe kick return, kick you know? return, kick Type return, they got to figure that out because. Let's be honest, like we, our special teams haven't over the years, haven't been great. So mm-hmm. not having a specialist there is, you know, let's see what happens. But I mean, that's, that's kind of a, that's kind of an eyesore right now. Um, but I don't see a ton of holes. And like I was saying before, I, I, I find this team from top to bottom be extremely talented. Um, yeah. And then, you know, from the back end, what we saw with those, you know, right, right down to Ronnie Hickman, I'm glad he made the team. But, I mean, we've got a lot of depth there. Our linebackers finally have a lot of depth and speed. Um, I think it all comes down to how does, how does Deshaun look this year? I think mm-hmm. our defense is going to speak for itself. I think we've got the tools. And Deshaun plays back in the form. We're gonna, th- this team's going to be deadly. They're going to be something else. But I think a lot of it weighs on how him and him and coach work together and how this system worked with him behind us, behind center. Well, according to Patrick Mahomes, Deshaun Watson is back. No, I'm happy to hear that. I'm happy to hear that. Yeah. Hopefully it's true. Hopefully it's yeah. true. Jeff, Jeff, do you see any other holes on, on the Yeah, I, I think we're banged up a little bit at, at uh, cornerback right now. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Ward, Ward, we don't know what the – concussion is going to look like and how long it's going to keep him out and cam mitchell's still nursing a sore shoulder um so hopefully we've got all this talent what we need now is a little luck you know that yeah. that, that we don't have the injuries and yeah. you know that, that we got yeah. three guys back today um ford goodwin and bryant um all returned to practice today um we need that. We need health. And if, if, yeah. if the roster stays healthy, um, I mean, we've got enough depth to weather the storm in short bursts. But yeah. um, that's really the, the, the missing ingredient <laughs> is a little bit of luck. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, nobody, nobody knows what's going to happen with injuries and guys getting healthy, right? That's, that's the biggest question mark every year, right? So. Yeah. And that that makes such a difference to a team making a run for the playoffs in the Super Bowl, or just trying to stay to the basement, right? So yeah. things go your way. Things go your way with injuries. It it, it makes a world of difference. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So so guys, get a few names here. Tell me if you think they'll they'll land on the Browns practice squad or not. Uh, Demetric Felton is first one. Um, yes. Yeah. Jeff um, says yes. I don't know. Uh, it's about 50-50 to me there. I just, I think there's going to be some talent land. I think, I just don't know this team's, I mean, like you said, he's had some opportunities. 
I don't know if they just plug him in there just to be nice or if they really see something in him or not, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm up in the air on that one. Yeah, I mean, the way I could see it is if they are concerned about the, that uh, kick return spot, kick return, yeah. they'll find somebody else. So I, I could see it for that reason. That would probably be the only reason for me. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, that would make sense. So uh, next one is Cade York. Any chance you think he ends up on the Browns practice squad? Uh, I I don't. I've heard rumors of it. They said they're hoping to bring yeah. him back, but I, I just I think that's a split that that's a divorce right there. I think will be both for both best team, but for both teams, for him and the team, because I think there's mm-hmm. just like you said, it's a head game and for a yeah. kicker. Um to sit on the to sit on the practice squad and try to do it like without any in game action. Any I just don't think it's I don't think it's gonna work. Jeff. Agree. Agree. We need to use that practice squad spot on somebody else who can yeah, who can help for us. Sure. Yeah. yeah, as much as it pains me, because I would love to see him develop and be the guy oh, here yeah. eventually. I, I think you guys are right. I think he I think he'll get a shot with somebody else eventually. Um, yeah. Probably, let him go, I mean, it's, let him it's go not going to be right now. Develop, let him go somewhere else and develop and sign him as a free agent in a couple of years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, Jeff, John Kelly. Definitely will be back. Definitely. Okay. Um, uh, Browns had a bunch of tight ends on the roster. Do you guys think any, um, any of those guys in particular make it? to the um, end up on the practice squad or you think they're just kind of open on tight end? No, I think they, the kid, they let go just uh, later today. Um, I'm blanking on his name. He yeah. Has abbreviated Mitchell name I think, I think Mitchell yeah, Payton. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think he'll be, I think he'll be on the, uh, I think you'll see him on the practice squad. Okay. I would agree. I would agree with you guys. Um, how about, uh, how about Schwartz? Just, no, 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 Josh. You, you, no, I, I think that's yeah, over. I, I think yeah, that ship sailed. I, okay, I, it, I'm, I'm kind of sad about it because all the speed in the world. But I, I was talking to a buddy of mine, um, and he was asking me about him, and I was like, the problem is, is he might be one of the faster players in the NFL, but he's not that fast with the ball in his hands, and he just doesn't have natural hands. Like he just. I keep going back to that that first game with Baker in Kansas City, where Baker hit him coming uh, uh, to the right side of the field and hit him in stride, and mm-hmm. he bobbled it and fell to the ground. And everybody got up. It was like a 35, 40 yard catch. But I was like, if he just caught it, nobody was catching him. Right. And it was evident right there that his hands were going to be a bit of a problem. Right. And I just don't, I, yeah, I don't see them wasting a spot on, you know, he's just too big of a project, I think. Yeah. So we go to uh, the defensive linemen, and there's some young guys who play pretty well. So it's a matter of how many of these guys make it there and how many guys, you know, that I guess they can fit on the practice squad. You got uh, Jeremiah Martin, Sam Kamara, Lonnie Phelps. Um, uh, I don't know if any of the DTs, I don't think Tristan Hill, Tommy Togi, I don't know if those guys would go to the practice squad or not. So, yeah. Um, what are your guys' thoughts on any of those guys? I don't know about Togi. Um, I was expecting a lot more from him. 
coming out of college because he's supposed to be just a man of enormous strength. Um, but I just, you never saw it, right? He could never get up on, on the defender or on the, uh, on the offensive lineman. Um, he got pushed around really easy. I, I just think there's better guys to fit in that hole now. I think, I think that mm-hmm. ship sailed. Okay. Jeff, any of the, uh, any of the defensive ends that stand out as guys you think the Browns will try to get on that practice squad? I would yeah, think they'll try to get a guy or two. Yeah, I think it depends on health again. Um, you know, Lonnie Phelps is is the guy that can take that oboe role. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeremiah Martin is another one of those big, you know, Alex Wright, Isaiah McGuire type type ends. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I'd say one or both of those guys would probably make it to the practice squad. Um, I was kind of surprised on the Isaiah Thomas cut just a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, that, that they didn't try to move him to the injured reserve. Um, yeah. yeah I, I don't know if they've kind of made the decision on him or not. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. Maybe they, you know, they see some of these other younger guys that, that they, they feel better about. Um, but um, yeah, Tommy Tokyo, I, I think there's still a good chance he'll be back. Um, yeah. I think there's some things that they like about him. Could happen. Yeah. 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 I, I think, uh, I mean, Sam Kamara played pretty well too. I don't know. Um, at times. Yep. At times. So yeah, it, it'll be interesting. Yeah. You didn't look at yeah. the place. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. I would, I would think, um, I mean, I don't know, kind of toss some of those guys in the hat. It's kind of hard to yeah. say, cause they're not bringing all those guys on no. the practice squad. They'll bring two or three of them. Yeah. And there's going to be, and there's going to be a lot of options out there too, right? Um, yeah. And it just depends on, you know, the guys that, you know, AB maybe missed on in the draft that he didn't get to that maybe wrote on the wire waiver wires and that right now, or we'll see what happens. We'll see what they, uh, see what they find yeah. out there. You know, he's yeah, we, we just mentioned like six or seven guys. That's only <laughs> half the practice squad. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so true. There's true. yeah, there's there's room for plenty of more room. guys. There's room. Yeah, and and I'm, yeah, I'm sure. Um, like like Jody alluded to, there's a lot of other guys out there, and you know that that they've got their eye on a lot of guys. Oh yeah, they're they're yeah. gonna try to get there. So, so right. yeah, those, those spots, they will have no problem filling up those spots. So, yeah. all right, guys. Um, one more thing, and then we're gonna close this out. Um, sure. I figured this was a good time since we have an initial 53-man roster. And we're going to actually start talking about games next week. Mm-hmm. This would be a good time just to throw out some some prognostications for the Browns' record for this year. <laughs> <laughs> just for fun. Because we're all excited about this roster. Maybe we'll all go just a little bit overboard now. Um, maybe we've talked Jeff into thinking the Browns might do maybe a game or two better than what he was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> a few weeks ago, we talked about ceilings, Rod. Um, yeah. Ceilings and floors, right? Um, yeah, we did. So, you know, I had the ceiling and floor at 11 wins and, and seven wins. Um, so yeah, so somewhere in there. I mean, if you're asking me if I've if I've moved off of that, um, you know, maybe the floor has come up a little bit. Um, 
So I, might, I don't I, I don't know. I might say maybe 12, maybe eight is the floor now. Um, you know, not just knowing what the roster looks like. Um, you know, what I said last week about, you know, the, the, the back end of the schedule being a nice opportunity to, to, to string some wins together. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if everything sort of lines up early and, you know, Deshaun is, is Deshaun of old and the health yeah. is there and everything. If everything goes right, yeah, you could, you could see 11 or 12 wins out of this team, I think. Um, yeah. And that would be a, a great place for this organization to be, I think, you know, going in, you know, in, in terms of, you know, being all in and, 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 you know, we talked about having some continuity and, you know, not having to worry about firing coaches and GMs and all that stuff. <laughs> Maybe we change, change the, change the dialogue a little bit. Yeah. You know? and yeah. I'd, I'd be thrilled with that. Even if it was only, you know, one playoff win. Yeah. Yeah. Right. No, I, I agree with you there. It's, it's, you know, changing of the guard right now, right? The the Browns of old, we've like, like you said, kicking off the, this episode, you know, we've had the same GM and coach for yeah. four years now. You have yeah. to change yeah. ownership and, and front office mentality, yeah. right? And then you have to yeah. change player mentality. Yeah. The last, it, the third leg of that stool is you have to change fan mentality. Yeah. Oh, that's going to be the hardest, right? That's a Just trick. Like, that's, we, yeah, it's a we've trick. been fans for a long time, right? And we've seen it yeah. all, right? So, I mean, yeah. nothing really surprises a Browns fan, right? So, um, yeah, I, I agree. And I think, I think you know, what, what they're, what AB has been doing, you know, I, I haven't agreed with everything he's done, but he is, he is building something that's, you know, with, which the Browns haven't had in a long time and that stability. Yeah. Um, and suddenly, you know, before when we would get players uh, in, in free agency, we used to get the, we used to pay overpay for the C's and D's, right. The, the, the guys <laughs> right. who are, and now yeah. we're, now we're paying for, A's and B's and we're not really overpaying. We're getting them because they want to be here and they're starting to see the opportunity. And right. I can't mm-hmm. remember like, you know, five years ago we were getting, we were, we were getting the C's and D's and we were all like dumbfounded. We paid what for what for that guy? Like it was <laughs> mind blowing, but that was the only options we had. So I think he's done a good job of changing that. And I think the next step is like you said, the fans, but also, you know, becoming that you know I, I want us to be like the Steelers in the sense that they don't they don't have losing seasons you know what I mean I, I want that to end this year I want the Steelers to have a losing season and us to uh top it at about 11 wins I'll take more but I'm thinking probably 11 wins and the bottom around eight I I, I don't think that I think this team's too talented not to get eight wins this year mm-hmm. yeah and yeah, I, I have to agree with you guys. Um, I mean, it, it's hard to predict more than 12 wins in this division. It just is, yeah. um, you know, and with the start the Browns have, uh, we can look at this roster and see how good it is. But we're still depending on Deshaun Watson to play yeah. like we know he can play, um, even with all the talent on offense, defense, if he comes out and and just doesn't play, you know, like like a good NFL quarterback at first. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we could have some tough games mm-hmm. um, initially. You know, once he gets it going, uh, assuming that happens, whether it's the first game or halfway through the season, 
you know, I, I think it's going to be a different story and the Browns, um, you know, should, they should be able to handle most teams based on the yeah. talent they have. Agreed. But it, it's a I, matter I think of one thing. Go ahead. Sorry, sorry to cut you off. No, you're okay. Um, Bud, but one thing I, I saw, um, was it today or yesterday when they were interviewing or talking to Sean and he said, nobody has seen the Browns offense yet. They haven't run the Browns offense yet in preseason. Yeah. Um, he says, you know, what basically what he, he was saying is that they were running a vanilla offense. They mm-hmm. didn't have a lot of their best players going. Like nobody, we didn't, we didn't, we didn't see the man, Mr. Chubb out on the field. And that's a game changer right there. Right. And yeah. even from what, what, from what we're hearing of Chubb saying, he's how excited he is that he's not just a first and second down back anymore. Yeah. These yeah. things are all excited. And that makes me excited because if what we saw from Deshaun in the preseason was just him running vanilla plays that they're not really keen in on for the year. And hearing that Chubb's not just a first and second down player anymore, because I used to, I, my hair thinned out a lot last year because I'm telling you, like <laughs> how many times the game was on the line and our best player, Nick Chubb was standing on the sideline, drove me absolutely crazy. <laughs> like, I, I, it drove me nuts. So I think hearing those things makes me very excited because, um, you know, if Deshaun, Deshaun gets to showcase his talent and an offense that's built for him and, and Mr. Chubb's down on the field and on the on the field during our game, the most important plays of the game. That that's a that's a big step in the right direction for me right there on offense. Absolutely, um, yeah. So I mean, twelve. It, it's hard to predict more than twelve wins. Um, you know, sure if things go perfect, any team can get lucky and stay healthy yeah. and win. You know, a game or two more than that. But twelve twelve is realistic if if things go really well for this team. Yeah. Um, and I mean, for, I, I almost have a problem even saying eight as the, you know, as the floor, because mm-hmm. for this team to go eight and nine, it's almost going to have to fall apart. You know, it's going to be injuries yeah. or, um, for this team to finish under 500 is it's, um, yeah, I mean, something's going to have to really go wrong of uh, course, just yeah. because of the talent, but, um, you know, things happen. Things happen, injuries happen, um, you know, bad calls happen. You win, yeah. you, I mean, you lose games you should win. So um, we've had so a few you never of those. know. Yeah, we, yeah. we have those occasionally. <laughs> yeah, so a few every week, right? So. Yeah, so we're we're about we're all in the same pretty much the same spot, guys. Um, yeah. Definitely going to be a fun season, and uh, yeah, you got, that got right. a great a great roster, and they're not done yet. So yeah, yeah, no, so pretty exciting. Absolutely. So, uh, Jody, everybody can follow you at Jag Vintage seventy three. Uh, yeah, would like yeah. to get some closing words from you, or anything you'd like to leave any of the listeners with. Yeah, uh, you know what? I, like I said, like the last few years have been just stressful, leading into the the season opener, and uh, I'm I'm not stressed. <laughs> like I'm, I'm just kind of going into this year there's no drama there's no it's just let's play football Deshaun has a chance to come in here and showcase himself under an offense that's apparently built around him so yeah. you know going back to seeing how much talent he can, had coming out of the draft in his first few years in the league that's exciting to hear and uh 
I, I just think, like Jeff said, this this team having stability and growing the way they are, um, this is one of the most more exciting years I've uh, or more off seasons that I've had as a Browns fan, and uh, very optimistic this year. So, you know, believe. I guess that's the biggest thing. Just believe. I think I think this team's really really can do something special. If they put it together. Yeah, definitely. So, Jeff, cl- uh, closing thoughts tonight. We're ready to get started, um, I'm, and I'm absolutely okay with however many wins this team ends up with, as long as it's one more win than those damn Yinzers in Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. That's so great. Absolutely. I'm, yeah, I'm already definitely. tired of hearing about their perfect preseason, and oh right. my God, they're just over the top, those guys. I, I, <laughs> I can't wait. The Browns are going to put them down nicely this year I've, I've got a really good feeling that we're uh, we're gonna take two from them this year yeah I, i'm ready to start predicting games again so we'll we'll yeah. start that next week so yeah absolutely cool. all right well this has been the browns blitz we thank you all for listening and we will catch you next time yeah.